Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. We got Chris and Dill on with us. Uh, everybody's doing all right? Yeah, doing good. Living the dream. <laughs> well, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, free agency started, well, officially, I guess, technically today at four o'clock, but non, you know, tampering, whatever, it started on Monday. A lot of deals started happening Monday. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys. Not gonna get too deep into free agency, because we will talk about stuff like as the as the season goes on. Um, and Dylan, I'm gonna start with you. What was the, what's the biggest free agent so far that you've seen that's gonna help that team automatically from day one? Then what's that free agent that you're like, uh, what? Why did he go there? Um, I don't know. Uh, when we talk about best free agent uh signing, uh, there's a couple that come to mind. Uh, I like. I I guess it. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like what? What? Uh, what do you like? So, what are you defining when you say best free agent? This team, he he is now going to increase your win percentage. That player alone will give you at least one to two wins, you know, because he has made that much of it. He can make that much of an impact, whether it's your defense, your offense, whatever. You know, I mean, the biggest right now, the biggest name so far has been, you know, and it hasn't officially been done, but he's he's being traded as, as Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. You know, at some point in in this next like you know month or so, I'm hoping, um, it's it's going to happen. He says he wants to play for the Jets. He's going to increase the Jets' win percentage. Now, granted, the AFC East is going to be hard no matter what he you know with that whole setup, but he does give them more of a chance to win, be a contender. Yeah. Okay. Does that makes sense. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think the two. That I would say there's one that I could say, but I feel like his he alone won't do it because their team's already good, and that would be Javon Hargrave. But his, their team's already like stupid good, so <laughs> doesn't really do much. Uh, but uh, the two that I would say, and we talked about one uh, a moment ago off air, uh, that'd be Tremaine Edmonds. I like him going from Buffalo to Chicago. You get a, a guy who's sub 25 years old. One of the best inside linebackers in the NFL can play pass coverage. Can he can do a lot in that defense, um, and I think he's going to be a huge addition to that team. Uh, defense is one of their biggest problems, and one of their biggest liabilities. I mean, honestly, both line you can throw a dart and say that that's their biggest liability and one of their big, worst problems uh, in Chicago. But I think getting Tremaine Edmonds helps solidify the middle of your defense and a guy who can do a lot for your defense. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. So I think his presence alone, I mean, they did sign TJ Edwards, which I think will be a good compliment to him, uh, but they still have some work to do. Uh, The other one I was going to say is someone that Chris is familiar with, uh, and that would be Draymond Jones going to Seattle. I think that's a really big one for Seattle because they didn't get a lot of pass rush last year and they still were a decent defense because of those corners. Um, Tariq Woolen, Kobe Bryant, guys like that. 
and getting Draymond Jones. And I think they're probably going to take a, a pass rusher on one of those first two picks that they have. So getting them to pair up with Draymond Jones for the next, I don't know, three, four years or, or, or a couple of years, he only signed a one-year deal, but he, uh, but they could resign him after next year and whatnot. I think that's going to be a huge signing and even at a mentoring level, um, even just at a mentoring level, if they do take somebody at five. Uh, so I think that'll be uh, – I think those are probably the two that I I think the best. The worst, I haven't really seen one yet that I was like, wow, that was terrible. Um, a lot of them, I that they kind of made sense. I, get, I guess the one that didn't make as much sense to me that I saw was Jacoby Myers to Vegas. That one made me – when I saw that, I was like – I was like, Devontae – so you got Devontae, you got Hunter Henry, you have Darren Wall. You had Darren Waller at the time. He's now gone. Uh, but like what Jacoby does is kind of what Devontae does, but Devontae does it at an elite level. And so you kind of are being redundant. And even if you slip, stick him in the slot with Hunter, you have Hunter Renfrew, who's two years ago, maybe the best or one of the best Ooh. slot receivers in the NFL. So that just seemed redundant to me. So I didn't really understand that one. Uh, but those are really my thoughts. Okay. Uh, Chris, what about you? Um, I think there's one really easy answer about who's going to immediately increase his team in wins, and it's because he's a quarterback, and he's a very good quarterback. That's Derek Carter of the Saints. I still don't think the Saints are going to be that great, but anytime you add a quarterback of Derek Carr's caliber, replacing an aging old Andy Dalton, you're going to end up with a lot more wins. So to me, that's an easy answer, but I think the one – that I think is the, to me, the best fit is Eric Kendricks going to the Chargers, because um, that gives them a true pass covering linebacker. I mean, who their pass rush is great. Their corners are decent when healthy, and their safeties they have Derwin James and I think Nasir Adderley, so they have two pretty good safeties. And the only thing they were missing was that veteran linebacker in the middle of the field. And I think they added that in Eric Kendricks. So I definitely think that's probably one of the best fits that I've seen. Um, the worst one is probably the signing of Jawan Taylor. Not because I think he's a terrible tackle, but I don't think he's a tackle you sign for 20 mil a year. Um, so that one's that, that seemed like a pretty steep price. And Dylan mentioned like off the podcast, I didn't even know this, but they're also trying to change him to left tackle from his original spot being the right tackle. He's already struggled with penalties, a lot of holds, a lot of false starts, um, for protection itself. He's ranked among the top five in tackles. I was looking at the PFF rankings, but as far as penalty goes, he's amongst the most penalized tackles in the NFL. So is he worth 20 mil? I don't think so. Could he prove me wrong if he cleans up penalties? Yeah, he could prove me wrong. But at the moment, that's one that I see as the worst. Okay. Well, Bill took mine with my worst with, with Jacoby Myers. So I really just was kind of curious about that one. Uh, my best is kind of the it's, – it's, you know, with a Raider, a former Raider now. And I think Darren Waller going to the Giants. Um, they don't have a solid wide receiver yet, which I think they will pick up soon. Um, whether it's in the draft or whether it's in free agency, who knows what. But that's a solid wide receiver to go for, to help out, you know, with Daniel Jones. I think his addition with Bellinger is going to be a better move for Daniel Jones in the long run. Um, 
Plus, I think that a double tight end setup for them will help. Um, another one I liked, and I'm I am going to use my team, is I like Jesse Bates going from Cincy to to Atlanta. It helps us out. Our defense is was horrible. Um, it just helps us to try and rebuild what we we've been looking at what we need, um, which is everything. So um, I just like that ad, addition to us. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, as, as Dylan said, you know, there's an easy one would be like Hargrave, who they also got. Um, you know, they got a bunch of a bunch of additions to that team in San Francisco, which just made them a lot better all around. So, um, you know, like we always, we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, we are going to talk about the divisions and what they need and where they're at. And we are going to do the AFC South this week. Um, and as we do it every week, we're going to start from the bottom and go our way up. So the easiest one, start with Houston. Houston Texans. All right. So, oh yeah, as we started last time, the Houston Texans, um, their salary cap is pretty much non-existent. Uh, they're twenty million over, or under. I'm sorry, under. Right, so it's very small. They have signed some good free agents so far this year, um, and I'll start with Chris. Chris, what are you seeing for Houston? What they need this year? Everything. Yeah, I mean, okay. They don't need they don't need a running back. No, I like I like <laughs> they, they need just about everything else. Um they they've done a terrible job. Um and I don't see it getting any better anytime soon. I just their cap situation's not favorable and their GM really hasn't made a good signing in a long time. Well they have the number two pick, so I mean that helps. I mean, yeah, and I well, that's that's obviously huge because, I mean, either or, I think they're going to end up with C.J. Stroud because I think Bryce Young's going first overall. But either way, if you end up with C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, that's huge for your franchise. Okay. So, I mean, do they still have Brandon Cooks? Yes. And who's their second wide receiver? Uh, uh give me Collins. Nico Collins. Probably so Nico. I mean, you're getting a you're you're getting a rookie quarterback. So as far as what you need, they also sign, I mean, I don't know. It's a big one. They signed Robert Woods. Um, oh. Don Metchie's on his, and he's, he's yeah, got John a chance Mechie. of coming back. Yeah. Well, and what the thing about uh, no, what's you like literally just said his name. And I can't <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Robert oh Woods. my gosh! Yeah, Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a great blocking wide receiver. He does a lot of the things really well that a lot of receivers don't really focus on anymore. Nico Collins is also a good wide receiver. I mean, just he's a big guy, so he's a good blocking wide receiver as well. Um, I think they need to bring on another wide receiver, but I think they need to shore up the O line first. Okay, you're bringing a young quarterback in. Um, if it's Bryce Young, you got to protect him. Not as big. You definitely mobile. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to build up your O line so you don't have a situation where you have a young quarterback but gets hurt within the first two years and kind of hampers his development. So, I guess if I had to choose a spot for them to fix up, because aren't they trying to either trade Laramie Tunsil? Like, what's going on with Laramie Tunsil? I think they're keeping him. I think they're going to keep him. You they think they're going to sign him? They don't have a 
they don't need to not re-sign him. They have the they have the cap. They're gonna start, they're gonna get a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. So you don't really there's no point in getting rid of him. Yeah, I've I've heard I've heard a lot of talk of the Chiefs possibly moving Orlando Brown and getting Laramie Tunsil and kind of doing a swap there. I don't know if there's any validity to that or if there's been any probably um, not after probably not after they just signed what's his face for twenty million yeah, Juan Juan Taylor. Yeah, so I mean I'm assuming Orlando Brown's just gonna end up on the Bears. Um so I mean I, I would probably pick up a guy on another guy on the edge on your O line just to seal up the O line so that your rookie quarterback can stay healthy and develop well. Yeah. All right, Bill, what about you with uh Houston? What what are you seeing what they need? Uh, well, I think primarily uh, for them going to get a quarterback is probably the easiest thing to say that they need, but we assume that that's what they're going to do it to. Uh, with that, you also need a wide receiver to throw to. I mean, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods are, are good starts, Nico Collins, but trying to get an alpha to pair with him. Now, could they theoretically go 2-12 and 12 and go, say, Bryce Young or CJ and Jackson Smith and the Jigba. They could. I don't think they do. Um, because that that would they have other holes that they need to fill. But I think every level of their offense, minus like Chris said, running back needs to be improved. Now, granted, I think that their O line already got an improvement. They traded for Shaq Mason from Tampa uh with us to put on their at their right guard. They have Hunsell at their left. Questenberry is not a terrible center. He's a he's a solid center. They could probably look to improve maybe at right tackle um, or left guard, but I think they're going to have an improved line this year because uh, there's not much else they can not further down that they could go. Um, and then defensively, I think first and foremost, their biggest thing is they need um, pass rush help because they. Secondary wise, they have some young guys. They got Jalen Petrie, they got Derek Stingley, uh, who both of them played pretty well last year. And then they signed Jimmy Ward, who I like them. So I like that signing for Jimmy Ward because it brings over some familiarity um, from that San Francisco scheme with D'Amico. So he's going to come in and teach those guys how to play that position uh, in this scheme. So I think secondary, they got they're fine. I think their biggest need on on defense is pass rush, uh, which they've addressed in a little way. They try and chase Winovich this so far this offseason. They uh they signed who else they signed? Sheldon uh, Rankins. Sheldon Rankins. Uh so they they've tried to address it with some with some different pieces. So I could see them maybe at two going quarterback and at 12 trying to address a pass rusher or something of that extent. But I think that's probably where they need to go. Um, to to look for improvement is pass rush on the defense. Yeah, what I about for I, you? For me, I think you. I mean, you guys both. I, my biggest thing was, I mean, quarterbacks. That, yeah, that's that's the easy answer. Um, so they needed it for a couple of years now. Uh, nothing against Davis Mills; he's played pretty good, but they just haven't had a solid. This is your quarterback. Um, at twelve, I think that's where they could go as is a, a solid pass rusher. I mean. We talked about it before the podcast, you know, with, with you know, the, the report today with the pro day with Jalen Carter, you could probably take him at 12. You may be, he may still be there and he could be somebody big. I know it's a stretch, but you never know. Um, but getting someone like that would have, would really help that, that defensive line completely. Um, but I think that's the two biggest things besides, 
I like the receiver core. It's a little old. I will say that they're they're not you know the young the young group. Nico Collins is young, but not Mechie getting back. Let's see what he does. Um, but it's just a little bit of. Yeah, I don't think that's a big need. I think that's something they can maybe address in the second, third round or something yeah. with one of their extra picks that they got from Cleveland. Like, I could see them doing something like that. I don't think it's something that they need to take in that first round. No, I think the receiving core should be a second round first, yeah, at least. So, um, Especially with two firsts next year. We were just talking, Chris mentioned, like, could they, like get by with this year? You got you get Brandon Cooks in um, – Robert Woods on Woods on a one year. I don't know how I think you can get out of Cooks after this year, but you take one of those two firsts that you have, either yours or Cleveland, go get Marvin Harrison next year. Pair him with CJ Stroud <laughs> or Bryce Young or whoever. Or you Bryce, got. Yeah. Like that's that's that'd be a huge well, if you have CJ Stroud. I mean, that's a reunion on the sense. So uh yeah, it would be. That'd be a that'd be ooh, God. All right. So the next team is Indy. And Indy had a lot of uh a lot of things go on this year. Um, you know, Frank Reich was fired. Jeff Saturday came in. Quarterback got switched like three times. Uh, so, Bill, uh, with their salary cap right now, they are $26 million under. Um, they have – I can't remember what their pick is right now. Uh, pick four, and I thought they had a second one. If I'm not mistaken. They don't have two firsts. They only have one. They don't have two firsts. They only have the one. So they have the number four pick. So, Bill, I'll start with you. Um, what are you seeing as Indy's needs going into this offseason? Uh, yeah, I think, man, I like Indy. Uh, and I like what they have. I think if you've got to, if I've got to nail some stuff down, I think first you got to start on the back end and corner. They just traded Stefan Gilmore, who isn't like a world beater. He's a good corner uh, and he's at the end of his career. So they traded him to, uh, to Dallas. So I think you got to fill that in. Uh, I think they've got to address linebacker. Uh, I love Grant Stewart. He was Mr. Irrelevant. What, two or three years ago, Tampa drafted him. I liked him. Good special teams guy, but He's one of their starting defensive players, which to me is a little bit of a problem. Uh, and so you got to attack there. I think their front four are really good. They signed Samson Ebicom from San Francisco uh, in the last few days too, which I think is great. You got Quiddy Pay, you've got DeForest Buckner, Sam- Samson Ebicom. You've got a solid front four. Offensively, I mean, the big the big elephant in the room is what are you going to do at quarterback? Uh, and then O-line. Like, I don't know if Bernard Raymond showed enough at left tackle to maybe be your your go-to guy. I like I like everything on their line except maybe left tackle and right guard. So maybe look at upgrading one of the two positions uh, but or both uh, and give yourself some depth. But I, that's what I would say I – I think that they're not that far away from being a good team. But I do think that them not getting that number one pick really messes them up because they were in in what everyone thought was they were going up to one. But now they're at four and you assume two quarterbacks go off the board at one and two. So now you're getting at best third, but Arizona can drop out 
and someone can come up and get a quarterback. So you're getting the fourth best quarterback if you want. And do you want the fourth best quarterback or do you want your maybe your top defensive player off the board? Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback because a lot of the guys are gone. Derek Carr, Jimmy G, those those temporary Band-Aids are gone. You've got Jacoby Brissett's gone. Baker Mayfield's gone. You, Sam Darnold's even gone. Like what? Like yeah. I mean, you're you're running out of options. So I, think, I don't uh, really know. What you're doing. I don't think they're going to go for an older quarterback again. I think they've they've run that. You know. But they cut Matt Ryan. Your only option right now is Nick Foles or Sam Ellinger. Like those are the only Ryan. two quarterbacks on the roster. So I I don't know what they do. All right, Chris, what are you saying? Um, I think I mean I th- I'm I'm interested in like what they do in the draft. I think if they trade, to me, if they trade up one pick, I think it's for Will Levis. Um, I think if you're if you want Anthony Richardson, if you like his potential, you consider trading back a little bit, um, add some add some more draft capital with either next year or this year and kind of play the draft a little bit and see how late you can wait to get Anthony Richardson. Cause right now, Anthony Richardson, his entire draft capital is just based on his sheer physical talent and potential. I mean, he didn't really prove a lot throwing the ball in Florida. I mean, he has a strong arm. Um, he shows that he's, I mean, he shows that he has potential, but he hasn't shown anything near of what these other quarterbacks. I mean, I still don't think Will Levis has done a whole lot, but he's more of a pro style quarterback, I guess, if you would say. Um, and apparently people are in love with his like cannon of an arm. And then I agree with Dylan. With I mean, this, Stroud matched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, and I think this is fr- Dylan and I have been frustrated with the goals because Dylan and I, for the last two or three years, have been saying like they're going to be serious playoff contenders. They're going to so walk high through on their the Colts, man. So yeah, high they're going to the walk through their division, and like we keep getting high on them, and they just continue to disappoint. That so division keeps getting better. Um, I mean, eh, no, not really. You mean the Jaguars got, got worse? Better? Tennessee got worse. Jacksonville yeah, like, got to get worse. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's literally only Jacksonville, and Jacksonville is still like they're gonna. I feel like Jacksonville is gonna be a good team, but Jacksonville says a lot. So the division is still up for grabs, um, and I just think they they need to make a choice. I think they either trade up and make sure they get Will Levis if that's the guy they think, because I think that's what they'll have to do. Because like Dylan had previously mentioned, I do think a team who's in need of a quarterback would be willing to trade up and take that Cardinals pick to get their choice between Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. And if the Colts look at Anthony Richardson and go, Hey, I think he's the guy. I mean, you could probably jump back early teens and maybe add like a second round pick and you can add some more depth to the corner position. Um, So I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do in the draft, but I agree with Dylan. They they're in desperate need of corners. Their entire team is, I mean, they have a solid team. They got Nick Cross and Julian Blackman as their safeties, both good young safeties. Their linebackers are decent. Their D-line's very good. Their O-line is pretty darn good. So, yeah, you just – you literally – they're a quarterback away from being a playoff team. So, I, I mean, they got to be – We've been saying that about them for three years. No, well, a couple yeah, of years true. now. For I would sure. say, yeah, I think, I think defensively this team is set. I think my biggest thing besides a quarterback is, and Dylan addressed it, is they're 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 tackling guards, um, and and specifically, yeah, the right guard, left tackle, 
Um, I mean, Atlanta Browns. Dylan mentioned that their left tackle hasn't done enough to prove that he's the guy, but I also don't think he's done enough for you to go, okay, we need to replace him. Yeah, but when you have someone out there like Orlando Brown. He's probably going to be too expensive. The, but the, too expensive for their need. The cold shop in the bargain basement, the bargain <laughs> section of, of free agency. That is they true. I mean – Big guys. But that, you know, but you don't like, spend big. You don't spend big on a position that you like. You could replace. You 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 spend big money on positions that you need to replace. I guess. Yeah. I mean, my my other one would be like you know. I know I, he he was really, he wasn't the greatest for for Tampa, but Donovan Smith's still out there. Is he a better? Is he an upgrade? Is he a downgrade? I mean, is he equal? At that, point, at that at that point, I would. I would probably stick with Raymond. Just stick I mean, with if, Raymond, yeah. If 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 you could get Donovan for twelve million, sure, why not? Two years, twenty-four million, guarantee fifteen, sixteen million. See, I don't like, even know if I would do that. Like that's not that's not terrible, but it gives you depth. It gives you depth in yeah. that position, yeah. which which is so, fine. I guess, but I would still not like. I, I still probably wouldn't do it. Um, I mean the the biggest thing is is you are bringing in an offensive minded head coach like what about this? A, 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 like a mind <laughs> mind mind exercise right here what if you say okay we're not getting what if say uh, atlanta said i'm making this up atlanta says i want a quarterback i'm going up to three they're not probably doing that's why i'm using them as an example they're probably not doing it. i want a quarterback I hope God we up don't. to three um and, and Indy says, okay, well, we're not going to get those. Maybe we go Will Anderson. Or maybe we trade back because someone wants to come up and we get Peter Skaronsky. What about Christian Rodriguez? Or Christian Rodriguez. You go attack corner. You Say, say you stay at four, you attack corner, or yeah. you, attack, you, you add to your already strength of D-line. You do that. Second round. You have an early second round pick. As far as I'm aware, they have their second round pick early on. Uh, what if you go Hendon Hooker? You take you take Hendon Hooker. You take a little bit of a flyer. I mean, you you sink some some decent capital in taking a second round pick because it might prohibit you from maybe doing something next year in the first round. Mm-hmm. But I think Hendon Hooker showed me showed me enough this year at Tennessee to to say with his injury, it's like a decent quarterback. He should be ready by the before season. his injury. I think is what he's talking about, but. Yeah, before his injury. He showed me enough that, like, okay, he's actually – really he would be a first-round quarterback probably going in the top 15 if he doesn't tear his ACL this year. So, I think you might be able to get – you get him in the second round. He should be ready by the start of the season. And you don't – you you add a position of need at corner or or you add to your strength on defense and then get that quarterback in the second round, which doesn't prohibit you in two years maybe from going to get a quarterback so- again. The, what my only pushback of that though is you take a flyer on Hendon Hooker. You already recently took a flyer on Sam Ellinger. Do you do that again and end up in another position like Sam Ellinger, where you just have a backup that you're still not going to use despite your desperate need for a quarterback? What about? No, because I'm you... pretty sure I'm pretty sure uh, Ellinger was a fourth round pick, fifth round pick. He was, or no, he might have been a seventh. I don't know. I just think there's. I just think there's a six round pick. There's a six round pick. 
well, what about someone like even talent at quarterback in this draft for a team like the Colts to not grab a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson? I mean, if they can do it at four, yeah, but I don't know if they're going to have to try. I mean, I wouldn't want to move up one position. I mean, how much much would it cost to move up one position for just for the security of landing? I mean, it depends on what Arizona's saying. Yeah, I don't, I uh, yeah, it I depends. Mean, if if two no, other teams want to come up from seven or eight, and they're offering a butt ton to come up to seven to eight, uh, then Arizona might be willing to come back and might force Indy to give more than they want to go up one spot. But what I'm saying is, it might be smart team building if when they evaluate Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Hendon Hooker, and say, "I have a," I may like say you have a one to ten scale. I have a an eight on Will Levis, a seven and a half on Anthony Richardson and a seven on Hendon Hooker. Do I want to go up and spend draft capital to move up to get a project in Anthony Richardson, or do I address a need and then get my seven in the Hooker second round? Seven. I just don't see Hooker as a seven. That's what I, thought I was I making mean, it up. I was making no, it up. I, I, like no, if I, you I, have I, them ranked really close, like if you grade them closely, then mm-hmm. and you can and you can get another position earlier in the draft with a uh, with a guy who's the number one at that position, and then address your your other need later where you have it similarly ranked, but you're going to get a discount on them. Uh, that that might be better. I hear what you're saying. That torn ACL just worries me, though, because I like Hennon Hooker. I think he's got a lot of arm talent. But anytime you take a quarterback who's mobile, who tears his ACL early, I mean, I just look at a guy like RG3, who is so young, played incredible, tore his ACL career basically over. Well, and if you go into that, I mean, you could wait and just go later if you're really going to do this. I mean, I'm not saying it as he's great, but he's he's a decent quarterback. He didn't make a lot of mistakes. Bennett. No, I mean, if you went uh, fifth round, I fourth round, so. uh, no, you don't, I, I would you know, a 25 year old with oh, not uh, with a noodle arm and limited mobility. Like, I don't know, it worked because he played for the best team in the nation. But golly, there, he Stinson Bennett's a career clipboard holder, helping the offensive coordinator type player. I think he's gonna be a great head coach somewhere someday. He Probably. could be. <laughs> Backup quarterbacks tend to be pretty good coaches. Yes, they do. All right. With that, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the other two teams of the AFC. Be right back. All right, guys, we are back, and we are going to go straight into this with the Tennessee Titans. Um, Bill, I'm going to start with you. What are you seeing? Tennessee Titans have 17 mil in the cap. Um. They have the, was it number 11 pick? I think that's it for I the first so. round. Um, and what do you see in them they need in 2023 to keep going? Uh, well, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, I think there, I, I personally, and maybe I'm, I'm the only one in this, but I think that Tennessee is going through a bit of a, I don't know if I want to say rebuild, but a retool at the wor- or at the best. Um, you get rid of AJ Brown, you get rid of, you lose one of your starting guards and Nate Davis. Uh, you you cut Robert Woods, you cut um, Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan. Uh, you you got rid of a lot of guys who were. Big pieces. Now, granted, Taylor Lewan was injured a lot. Yeah. A.J. Brown, you should have paid him, 
frankly. Yeah. Uh, and so I think they have – they did sign Daniel Brunskill at center, which I think is a good position for them, a good signing for them. Um, and I they did sign um, – or, or does Brunskill – they're listening as a tackle. I'm pretty positive he's a center. Um, I'm pretty positive he's a center. Nonetheless, um, they are really solid on the D-line. Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Tier Tart, Arden Key they signed. Really good. Their front seven, frankly, is really good. Al Aziz Al Shear, I think, was a, a, a great signing as well on the inside linebacker that they got from uh, San Francisco. I think that's good. I think they have some ascending talent on defense with Roger McCreary played really well. Caleb Farley needs to take a step, but he showed some 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 growth. Christian Fulton. Now they could probably add some depth there. I like their safety core. So a lot of it is offensively. They're going through a, kind of a. a, a um, they, they fired their offensive coordinator, and they're kind of going through a rebuild on the offensive side of the football. Their defense, it's uh, – why why did I blank uh, on his, on the coach's name? Uh, I just blanked because you said it. Vrabel? Vrabel, there we go. Vrabel, the defense is always going to be good. Defense is always going to be good for Vrabel, uh, but it's the offense that's going to need to be remodeled, and that's what they're kind of in the midst of doing. So all that to say, they need both tackle positions. They need left guard. They need multiple wide receivers, and they probably need to to trade and or cut both – or not cut, trade Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Uh, and try to remodel. They probably won't trade Ryan Tannehill, mainly because they don't have another option to pivot to. Malik Willis did not show anything last year. He looked honestly terrible last year. And so I don't think they have anything to pivot to. So I think you try to trade Derrick Henry, get what you can, and just start literally throwing darts and trying to plug the holes. Like, that's honestly what I think you try to do. At 11, you probably go offensive tackle. And you try to to piecemeal together this team. Uh, I think it's going to be a two year process for them. And so I think you just attack offense. Uh, I think that defense. I don't see really anything. You can maybe say corner depth, but I think it's offensive tackle, left guard, and wide receiver are the biggest needs right this moment. You could say running back if they do end up trading Derrick Henry, but I'm not going to say that right now. Chris, anything you want to add to that one? I mean, I think the Titans are in a complete – I mean, Dylan, I feel like Dylan was a bit generous. I think they're in a complete rebuild. Um, I think the first thing they need to do is to trade Kevin Byard before his value drops. Next year is the last year of guaranteed money on his deal. Um, so I think they should trade away Kevin Byard while they can um, – while they can actually get some decent value for him. He, I mean, he's their best defensive player, barring maybe Jeffrey Simmons. Not maybe. But, Jeffrey Simmons is easily their best player. I don't, Kevin, but Kevin Byard's pretty close. He's good. He's he's their second best player, but Jefferson is easily to me the best player. But what I'm saying is just you you need to trade Kevin Byard. Your safety's not going to make a difference in you winning many games. Um, and with him at the end of his contract, he's 30 years old now. Yeah, he's 30 years old. So he's getting towards the end of that. I mean, he's not getting better. So I think you trade him now, either at some draft capital or even even just to save cap space. 
um, and you just start rebuilding, rebuilding where you start the O line, D line, and then suck bad enough this year to where you can land a quarterback in the next draft and replace Ryan Tannenhill. Um, see, but that's tough because they just drafted Malik. So, I mean, I'd be interested to see what they do if they move Tannenhill in the middle of this year. Do you guys know how much Tannenhill has left on this deal? Uh, I'll look. Uh, Keep talking. Give me a I'll second. Look. I got you. Yeah, because I'm just interested to see. I mean, I think this year. I think they can get out of it this year if they wanted to. I, I don't think his cap yeah. hit. Uh, his so potential I, out was 2023 dead cap. He's got an $18 million cap hit this year, which is not terrible. Which you can take. Yeah. Uh, especially, I think, if you designate him a post-June 1st. Yeah, post-June 1st, it's only $9 million. You can spread that yeah. nine, or you can spread that 18. So it's only a $9 million cap hit. But after this year, it's only $9 million. 2024, yeah, if they cut him after this season, it's only a $9 million cap hit. So I, th- I think with the position they're in this year they need to decide if Malik is a guy that is worth investing in and moving forward with so I think Malik should get a lot of playtime this year because you quite frankly they need to start looking for a quarterback if he's not the guy so I think you need to get him playtime get get your O-line ready get him a decent receiver because you can't expect him to perform without any receivers um and and just see what you have. Like this is a year to gauge it. But to me, they've started the rebuild. That's why they're shopping Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and quite frankly, I think you could see Kevin Byer traded in the middle of this year at tread at uh, deadline to a team that's a contender in need of a safety. Yeah, see, I think with the the release of Robert Woods, I think yeah, wide receiver is definitely going to be something they're going to have to look at. Um, granted, they do have to have a quarterback that can get the ball to them. I also think, like, you know, if it is a rebuild, I would like to see somebody on the other side with Jeffrey Simmons. I mean, nothing against Brooks, but he doesn't he didn't play great. I didn't like it. I think that they could get an edge rusher later in this round, later in this, I mean, you know, running a three four, you've got to move some places, you know, you've got to move some depth around, you gotta move some things around. But I'd just like to see another edge rusher for them. Um but I I think. Chris, I think you, you hit it on the nail. They are in a, basically in a rebuild. They've made that decision that this is time to just let's start over. But the problem is, is you've got a pretty good receiver with Traylon Burks. How long are you really just going to string that along? If you're going to take a couple of years to rebuild, maybe usually use him to get some more capital somewhere else. No, but that's what – but the- that's the reason why you need to decide if Malik's your guy moving forward. Because the only thing that's going to keep Traylon Burks in Tennessee is either big money, which obviously at the moment there's no way of seeing if he's even somewhat no. deserving of it. He, I mean, there's yeah. just not enough. There's not enough there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or you need to show him like, hey, we're trying to find a franchise quarterback that he will have some sort of reason to stay there. You have to. You have to show him that that's there's gonna be direction. Hard, I think. Yeah, I guess, and I just see that's gonna be a little hard. Not to say it couldn't happen, but I just think it's going to be a little hard with where they're at. So, I mean, that was a pretty easy team to go through. Um, so we have one team left. They won the division. They made some pretty good strides in 2022 um, with a pretty good head coach to, to to actually teach that franchise quarterback something to, you know, how to throw a ball um, in the NFL. Um, and that's Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Chris, I will start with you. What are you seeing with Jack? Oh, wait, before I forget, Jacksonville. 
added up here and I just lost it because I started looking at what their his hit was going to be. Um, Jacksonville's pretty bad right now. They only have six million under the cap, so they don't have a lot. Uh, but, I, but I also think they're in a really good place where they don't need to side big players. They have a lot of great pieces in place. Their secondary is good. Their linebackers are great. Um, their D line's pretty good. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Juwan Taylor, that was their right tackle, correct? Yes. Okay, so I don't know if they have a replacement for him yet. I haven't looked too in depth in to see if they have a replacement for Juwan Taylor. Um, but I mean, they have okay. Travis Etienne, they have Trevor Lawrence, they have Marvin Jones, they have Christian Kirk, um, they have they franchise tag Evan Ingram. Uh, I and quite frankly, they play in a terrible division. I mean, Marvin Jones is actually free agent, so. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Pending if Colts do decent, Zay Jones played really well. I don't. Um, well, they got Calvin so Ridley too. Calvin, I always forget about Calvin Ridley because he missed an entire year. He's clearly yeah. the best receiver over Christian Kirk, in my opinion. Um, but I, I mean, I just think they're in a really good spot. They have a quarterback who really, Trevor Lawrence, really seemed to hit his stride last year, and their defense has always, even in their worst years, their defense has played well. Um, so I mean, I think they're in a good spot. They got a good coach. Um, I think they'll just hit in the draft where they need to. I mean, they'll probably draft a tackle to replace Jawan Taylor. Um, but other than that, I mean, they have they have Alucon, they have Josh Allen, they have Clavon Chasen, they have Trayvon Walker. I mean, they got really good pieces. Shaq Gri- is Shaq Griffin a free agent? No. Yes. Yes. He is. Okay. I, I, I thought he was. Um, so I mean. To me, if they had to fix any spots, tackle and maybe get like a couple pieces in the secondary. But other than that, I mean, that's not like a need to fix. That's it would be helpful type fix. So, I mean, I I think that's the team in the best place in this division. I think they're going to run this division again. Um, I just don't see. I mean, pending the Colts actually getting their franchise quarterback, I think the Jaguars just dog walk this division. Dylan, yeah, with the 25th pick, they get they have the 25th pick this draft. Um, so they're only picking the first round. What are you seeing? Uh, I'm seeing a couple things. I think their biggest need uh, starts with protecting your franchise guy, and that is getting a right tackle, uh, upgrading right tackle and left guard. Those are the two biggest needs offensively that I see. Uh, weapon-wise, Trevor Lawrence is in quarterback heaven. You got Travis Etienne. You've got Evan Ingram that they franchise tagged. You've got—I mean, Chris went through. Calvin Ridley's coming back. You've—you've got anything that you want offensively. You've got it, and you got Doug Peterson scheming that up. But you need to protect Trevor Lawrence. He's one of the best at avoiding sacks. He had a high pressure rate last year, but he didn't take many sacks because he's really shifty and and able, which you wouldn't expect looking at Trevor Lawrence. But he's very shifty uh, and, and can move in the pocket. So he's good, but. You want to address that right tackle position, and you want to address uh, left guard. I can understand why for them they said, no, we're out on um, on uh, on uh, Jawan Taylor going for 20 mil a year. Like, I can understand why they said, yeah, nope, not us. Um, but I think defensively, there's a couple positions that I think they need to do. I think one is D-end. Um, they do have their outside linebackers and Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, who do rush the passer, but inside of them, you that they have Fatuas, I don't know how to say his name. Dude, watch your mouth. Uh, 
I like Roy Robertson Harris. Good Devon show. Hamilton's God. good, but they need depth there uh, at the in the on the because they run a, a three four. So on that front three, they need some more depth and maybe an injection of some talent there. Uh, and then I would take corner depth. I like Tyson Campbell. He played pretty. He played really well last year. Darius Williams is a solid depth piece. Uh, and they had some. They built some momentum with guys like Chris Claybrooks and stuff. But you need a guy there, and they don't have a guy there. Tyson Campbell kind of became that guy for them last year, but you can always, you always need to be retooling your defense and changing it up, adding different flavors um, and helping. And I think the for them, corner depth and getting maybe even a top-tier corner, which there's really not many of those kinds of guys, um, they can get at 20 you said they have 26 25 right? 25 25 same difference but 25 i think there you kind of just take the best player available at the position you need that's worthy of that pick so if they went and took a, be a corner because i think a lot of guys have 10 dns at in the top 50 so you could get it you could attack dn there you could attack corner it's a decent corner draft uh, so there's a lot of different positions. I think at 25, you're obviously not getting top tier guys. You're not getting the number one player in a position unless you're taking like fullback or something, but you're not, you're not doing that, but, uh, you're probably not getting the best player, but you can get a good guy who can fit and be productive right away because they need to be productive right away. Cause Jacksonville is the best team in this division right now. And yeah. last year, last year we saw Jack, I think a lot of us projected Jacksonville to be a good team. But I don't think we projected Jacksonville to be the division winners and to win that division. Um, I think, Dad, you and I were the highest on Jacksonville this past year, but no one had them last in that division this past season. And so the expectations are higher, and the teams in their division, we said, are kind of getting worse. So they, they, they have a hold on this division, so they need to put pieces around to compete because they won a playoff game. They, they they won a playoff game last year. So you're you set the standard. You got to get back to the playoffs. You got to go win another playoff game. This time try to win two playoff games. Get to the conference well, championship. But they're they're in the spot the Bills were about three years ago when the by the Dolphins were getting worse. The Patriots obviously got worse. And I mean, the where they stopped. were <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, that's been like that for a while. But they're in that position that the Bills were, and the Bills capitalized on that and built that momentum. So I think that's kind of where Jacksonville is at. They have an opportunity to really take control of the division like the Buffalo Bills have like the last three, four years. I yep. 100% agree. I think they, they're yep. in the best position to just stranglehold that defense or that, that division. And I think that to do that, you need to improve a couple places on defense. But overall, I think they have a really solid team. Yeah, I think, you know, like what, like what you say, you guys are saying earlier about the Colts, you know, only needing one or two positions and they could be up there. If it's if you're Jacksonville, you're saying, OK, what can we do to be there now? Because I don't want to have to worry about the Colts coming up. I want to be able to just take this division on. I think their secondary is probably their biggest weakness right now. Um, not that it's bad. It's just I think it's probably the biggest weakness. I do agree with what you were saying, Dill, about, you know, let's protect Trevor Lawrence. Let's get that line solidified. Um, and there's, you know, ways to do that either in the draft. There's some still free agencies that are open. You just don't have the capital right now to, like, to, to get those players in the free agency market. So they may have to just figure it out in, in this draft. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, like there's there's key players right there with that with them. They are right there to take it all again this year. Honestly, I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl favorite, but if if it gets to the end of this year, I'm not shocked if they're the best team in the AFC. Batukasi, that's how you say his name. It came to me. Uh, <laughs> but I I agree. If I'm Jacksonville, you you usually structure your teams to beat the guys in your division because that's who you play the most. But if mm-hmm. I'm Jacksonville, I'm looking at my division and say they're trash. I don't care about them. I'm trying to beat how do I beat the Bills? I'm trying to beat Buffalo. Yeah, I'm trying to beat those teams. Chiefs and you look at Burroughs and big swings with those guys. Like yeah. you need you need to take big swings on your team to beat those t- guys. And they they had Kansas. They played decent again. They they didn't win obviously against Kansas City. They played decent against Kansas City. But you could tell you could tell there's a difference between the two teams because you have elite level guys on Kansas City and you don't really have that. You have a lot of good guys. Like if I looked at Jacksonville, I say you got a lot of Bs. Like if you're ranking, you got a lot of guys that are B or B pluses. J- Kansas City's got some A's. Travis I mean, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Calvin Chris Jones. Ridley, Calvin Ridley really steps up that offense. I mean, yeah, I, I, think I mean, I'm thinking more really defensively. Good. I'm thinking no, more defensively. You need, you need to, you need to get that guy, you get a guy. But I, yeah, I think Calvin Ridley takes him to a new level. You have a, you have a whole new threat that you have to account for on the, yeah. on that. So, yeah, so I would I, say I, a, new, I said, a new number one. Yeah, like Christian Kirk last year, I was not happy. Ridley. Yeah, we, I, I hope that he comes back. And Calvin Ridley saying he's looking good in in practice and like training and stuff, but it's training. You, what, he, and men- sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say it's just training. I just want to see when he gets back on the field, is he the old Calvin? If he's the old Calvin Ridley, like I mean that. You have him, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. If he stays healthy, and Travis Etienne, that is hard. And Zay Jones, that is hard to stop. When it, and then one thing that stopped him is like mentally, he seems to be in a very good place. Where like he's like openly talking about like when like what happened like with the whole gambling thing, and just very open with his like with his struggle with depression. And I mean, I think he's in a really good spot to really excel. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited for him. I, I hope he comes back and he's like a true number one, like a top five receiver in the NFL. I would love that for him. Yeah. Um, sure. Hard <laughs> uh, <laughs> for you to say that one. I was hoping for that last year before he got traded. Um, but with Which that, I still think gonna... a year for gambling is stupid, but that's a whole nother. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Gambling on your own, on your own team to win. But yeah, that's besides the point. When you're not even playing, so makes yeah, it even better. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, but you can go but, and beat your wife and get a six-game suspension. Never mind, we're done. Okay, we're done. On that note, we are, <laughs> we're going to end that episode. Uh, we will be back next week, and we'll see you later.